0: What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the independent news section of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, man, a lot of news going on, a lot of news across the globe going on. So, we're not going to waste any time, folks. We're going to get started with the new CEO of YouTube, Neil Mahan, supports censorship of misinformation, boosting authoritarian sources. So yesterday, former uh, YouTube CEO Susan announced that she would be stepping down, that YouTube Chief uh, Produce Officer Neil Mohan would be the new CEO. During Susan's tender, which ran from February 5th, 2014 to February 16th, 2023, YouTube made many unpopular decisions such as introducing far-reaching hate speech and harassment rules, restricting uh, creators that produce content that made for kids and hiding public dislikes. Susan also made many public statements in support of censoring creators based on board and subject terms such as misinformation. But Mahan, who joined Google in 2007, became YouTube's chief produce officer in November 2015, was a high-ranking influence YouTube executive for much of Susan's tender. The chief producer officer is responsible for all produce-related matters and is usually in charge of product strategy, and produce vision. And according to Susan, Mahan has led YouTube Trust and Safety Team, the team that's responsible for censoring content and crafting censorship policies. Mahan and Susan also worked together long before either became YouTube executives. Which Chelsea said she brought Mahan to Google in 2007 that she has worked with him since he joined the company. Mahan, who is often promoted and defended, controversy YouTube policies while Susan was CEO. He repeatedly supported YouTube's policy of artificially boosting so-called authoritarian sources instead of independent creators that helped to build the platform. Mahan made one of his most infamous I mean, Mahan made one of his most infamous statements on the topic in 2020 when he said creators espousing opinions in their basement can't provide context on the news. Mahan used his basement analogy to justify the importance of boosting authoritarian voices. In 2019, Mohan revealed that YouTube was working on its controversy creator-on-creator creator creator harassment rules. These rules would result in creators being hit with harassed punishment for going too far with insults, mockery, and jokes. Mohan also announced YouTube's decision to uh, retroactively delete several videos from comedian Steven uh, Crowder. Because they violated his new harassment policy, despite the video being com- uh, compliant with YouTube's rules when they were updated, when they were updated um, at the time, the practice of retroactive enforcement was rare on YouTube. But since the announcement has become increasingly common in 2020, Muhammad announced several censorship uh, innovations, including an intelligent desk that targets emerging conspiracy theories and a ban on videos that might encourage people to ignore stay-at-home advice. He also confirmed that YouTube's strict coronavirus misinformation policy would apply to the comments section in May. I mean, not in May. In 2022, Mahan discussed YouTube's effort to censor new misinformation preemptively and highlight YouTube's unprecedented action when deleting over 70,000 Ukraine war videos. He also described censorship of Russian disinformation as a constant, ongoing endeavor. Not only did Mahan leave YouTube censorship and have responsibility for YouTube's product during seven of the nine years when Wachowski was in charge, but he, like Wachowski, has thrown his support behind censorship based on buzzwords such as misinformation Ensuring that our platform is not a place for misinformation to be spread, other types of what we deem to be violated content is my number one priority, the top priority of all of us at YouTube, Maham said in 2021. While Mahan has yet to make any changes since taking the helm at YouTube, his past statements and action indicate that the trend of increased censorship based on subject, subjective buzzwords and Treatment of mainstream media outlets on YouTube is likely to continue under his regime. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Susan getting uh, leaving YouTube was a blessing, think again. You're about to get even a worse fucking CEO on YouTube, which is going to be a hundred times more worse than Susan. Susan was bad, but this guy, Neil, is going to be a hundred times worse. So, guys, ladies out there, you might want to get off of YouTube ASAP. Get over to Odyssey, ASAP, Bitchute, Rumble. Uh, There's a couple other platforms as well I'm negating right now. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get the fuck off of YouTube, ASAP. Seriously, stop making content on YouTube. But ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that was bad, it gets worse. So the Sun global push for age verification to end online anonymity and drive digital ID uptake. So several U.S. states are taking cues from Europe and tackling what the World Economic Forum calls the problem of online anonymity, all under the premise of keeping children safe. So here we go with the using kids bullshit again. So anonymity online, long considered by civil rights groups as a fundamental feature of the internet, is coming under fire from different directions and through a range of methods from Criticism by public elites to actual legislation, one kind of new law that can undermine or do away with online anonymity are those mandating age verifications before users are allowed on a website. Another effect these rules have is increasing the uptake of digital IDs. Earlier this year, Senator Josh Hawley introduced make it Age Verification Technology Uniform Robust and Effective Mature Act whose goal is to prevent minors under 16 from accessing social media. In order to ensure this, all users would have to have their age verified by creating an account, by giving up information, fully revealing their identity, legal name, date of birth, a copy of government-issued ID that proves that this is their actual name and age. Whew. There's more, folks. Holly' explanation for this and similar innovation is that social media is harmful to children from monetizing their data to facilitate exploitation and manipulation, but the solution would clearly affect everyone's privacy by further unmasking them to notorious data collectors and abusers, those same social sites. AIDS verification is also being pushed in some states, but in Utah at least, the proposal that has just been adopted in the local Senate is leaving out the government ID requirements. The bill known as SB152, and which will... Next, be considered in the House makes, ma- makes it mandatory for companies behind social media platforms to make sure that children can sign up only with their parents' consent. To ensure this is the case, the ages of all users must be verified. However, how exactly these companies can accomplish that remains unclear for now. While the bill sponsors State Senator Michael McHale is quoted as saying that there are third party options that use various technologies to verify age ages without government IDs. Facial recognition is mentioned in reports as one such option while another is used. Existing consumer data, once again, the need for such legislation is explained as a way to protect children from bad influences online. In January, legislators in Arkansas got busy pushing a new bill that would verify age, possibly through a digital ID. Here's the idea. Is to limit access of minors to adult sites. If and if passed, it would also introduce liabilities to sites who do not comply. Inspired by a similar piece of legislation, HB one hundred and forty-two, that became a law in Louisiana at the start of the year, this would require all visitors to prove their age by presenting presenting government issue ID or what's described as a commercialized, reasonable method that relies on public or private. Transactional data in Louisiana. The method is the LA wallet app that contains a digital driver's license and a health pass, but Arkansas doesn't have a digital ID yet. Although officials are hinting that they are strongly considering introducing one, as for how things are going in Louisiana, reports suggest that people unwilling to hand over their personal identifiable data are simply using VPNs. There's no reason to think Myers aren't among them. So the sum total of these legislative efforts seems to be stripping as many Internet users of their anonymity as possible while fault, while failing to eff- effectively shield children from inappropriate content. There are, however, those who either don't know how to work around the new Louisiana law or are unwilling to. And so reports from December mentioned that the new rules are already driving LA wallet uptake. Most of these um, initiatives are coming from Republicans, and this instance is no different. Where State Representative Laura was behind the adoption of the age verification bill, that applies to any site with 33.3% or more, 333 or more percent pornographic material. So Laura believes that Pornograph is destroying children and advertised using the LAY to gain access to the site. Uh, Invoke Project Manager Sarah alleges that sites do not retain personal data and also that the process doesn't actually identify users' exact date of birth or any information from their device and ID. Instead, she said it just returns that age to say that, yes, the person is old enough to be allowed to go in. As for the legal liability of those sites who do not implement age verification, it is users, parents, or guardians who have, who would have to sue them on behalf of the children viewing pornographic content away from strictly think of the children ways of ushering in the digital ID and undermining or removing anonymity on the internet. The world economic forum, WEF is thinking directly about the anonymity and not in a positive way. Agreed. In fact, As one post from the group site said last year, pure anonymity is actually a problem, or at least is capable of creating them. The post was dedicated to one of the WEF's favorite subjects, a future metaverse of how to regulate and control it. Anonymity comes up in the context of community building and promoting people in a metaverse to exhibit what the WEF considers positive behavior. How do we encourage people to show up and be themselves in virtual environments? How do we... Make sure they are protected when they do so, as WPPCO CEO Mark Reed when penned the piece and concludes that anticipating new behavior will be a must. These thoughts were expressed last spring, but was not the first time that the WEF tried to grapple with online anonymity in mid-2020 when the pandemic was in full swing in the Switzerland-based. A uh, informal group of global elites was talking about the building blocks of the great reset. Anonymity came up. Speaking about the hordes of lockdowns, though the W F didn't put it that way, and how technology became the primary way for people to communicate. A blog post mentions that anonymity allows for trolling, polarization, and even leads to such ills as letting people feel superior to others from the comfort of our own little bubble. For some reason, the same paragraph that blasts online anonymity also means to include thoughts about climate change, environmental problems, and animal suffering by asserting that tech is essentially de people to all those. Speaking of elites, there are world leaders who openly promote ending online anonymity. Last April, French President Emmanuel Macron Revisit this idea, which he originally flowed in 2019 within what's known as the Great National Debate. Back then, Macron spoke about gradually removing all forms of anonymity and was this time somewhat astonishingly asserting that there is no room for anonymity in a de- democratic society. Really? Okay. At that time, the discussion was around racism and, uh, and, uh, Racism and anonymous accounts that went after a group of English footballers. Macron said that just as a person can't walk in the streets wearing a hood, they should not be allowed to wear pseudo-anonymous hoods on the Internet. But other officials in his administration previously pointed out that there is no true anonymity online anymore. Anyway, users are not anonymous, just pseudo-anonymous. As the Secretary of State Digital Affairs, Cedric O. wrote, in 2020, and we all know why the massive amount of personal information, possession of big tech and the law enforcement access to it. Still in France, MPS are the are this February working hard to make sure that anything from Instagram to Pornhub is forced to require users to verify their age. In Australia, the federal government was in 2021, hatching a plan to force social platforms to end uh, uh, anonymity as a means to deal with bots and Bigots and trolls, but experts weren't sure that the legislation, as presented, would actually achieve the stated goal. We often hear these kinds of calls equating abhoning with anti-social behavior and harassment. Emily said at the time, adding that the idea shows we're not learning. The same year, they were showing that in the UK, they they too are not learning regarding. Regarding this issue, the discussion was launched because some angry fans took their frustration out on a several black player for their performance following England's painful defeat in the European Championship Cup. This produced an online petition urging the authorities to end anonymity on the internet, but many officials show hesitation, noting that while they think it can be exploited by bad actors, introducing compulsory user verification for social media could disproportionately impact users who rely on anonymity to protect their identity. Those critical of such policies in general argue that the problem existing on the internet linked with anonymity simply won't be solved by getting rid of it. Some are convinced that this scenario would even create new ones such as more risks for those who are already vulnerable or marginalized. And they say killing online anonymity would be also unconstitutional And based the argument on a number of U.S. Supreme Court cases related to the topic. These critics also believe there is no difference between anonymity cases pertaining to the real world and those related to social media. I agree with that last statement. So ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. They're trying to end online anonymity. Anonymous. Anonymous. All this stuff. All your privacy online they're trying to get rid of folks. They are trying to get rid of. And they will get rid of it at some point. So don't think they won't. But let me know what y'all think out here. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got how to turn Apple end-to-end encryption. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, Apple Advanced Data Protection is a feature that is designed to provide enhanced security and privacy for users of Apple devices and services by offering end-to-end encryption to iCloud backup photos, notes, and more. Those who are Apple users and care about privacy, turn it on. It is aimed at protecting sensitive user data from being accessed or comp- compromised by unauthorized parties, and will mean that only you will have the key to your data across many Apple services. Apple employees, governments, and law enforcement agencies won't be able to request Apple hand over your photos, notes, iMessage, and more because Apple won't have the key. The only downside to switching to Apple Advanced Data protection feature is that if you lose your password Apple won't be able to recover your data it's for this reason that you can download a recovery key and keep it safe or choose a trusted contact who can help you access your account should you ever need it the trusted contact won't have any access to your account only the ability to give you a code to help you recover your access the advanced data protection feature is built into apple's hardware software and services, and uses a variety of techniques to protect user data these techniques include strong encryption apple uses advanced encryption algorithms to encrypt users data both at rest and in transit this ensures that even if unauthorized party gain access to the data they will not be able to read or use it two-factor authentication uh, Apple requires users to use two-factor authentication to access their accounts, which adds an extra layer of security to protect against unauthorized access. Secure Enclave. The Secure Enclave is a dedicated hardware component that stores sensitive user data, such as encrypting keys in a secure and isolated environment that helps prevent unauthorized access to the data. Requirements for Apple Advanced data protection. Update software on all devices that are connected to Apple ID, iPhone with iOS 16.2, iPad with iPad OS 16.2, Mac with Mac OS 13.1, Apple Watch with Watch OS 9.2, Apple TV with TV OS 16.2, HomePod with Software Version 16.0, and Windows computer with iCloud for Windows 14.1. How to turn on Apple Advanced Data Protection on the iPad, open the settings, tap your name. Then tap iCloud, scroll down, tap Advanced Data Protection, then turn on Advanced Data Protection, follow the on-screen instructions to review your recovery methods and enable Advanced Data Protection. On a Mac, choose Apple Menu, System Settings, click your name, then click iCloud, click Advanced Data Protection, then click Turn On, follow the screen instructions to review your recovery method and enable Advanced Data Protection. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you can uh, turn on Apple end-to-end encryption on your Apple iPhone or your MacBook. But moving on, folks. Bill Gates. Yeah, that's right. Good old Bill Gates meets with UK Prime Minister other governments members to discuss tech, AI, and pandemic response. So Bill's at it again, folks. So Bill Gates met with the United Kingdom Prime Minister Rishaw Sunak. Health and Social Care Secretary Steve Barclay and Secretary of State for the Department of Energy Security and Net Zero Grant Shepps to provide a helping hand and discuss tech, AI, pandemic response, clean energy transition and more the UK government press release said Sunak discussed the United Kingdom's innovation leadership in a low carbon technology and life sciences the press the press also released that Sunak and Gates discussed the opportunity for the UK to lead a global push for innovation solutions across energy, security, food supply, and global public health. The press release added that Sunak and Gates attended the launch of Clean Tech for UK, a uh, correlation of businesses, leaders, and investors that are committed to work together to supercharge the UK's green economy. Gates Sustainable Energy Investment Company Breakthrough Energy is a Founding member of Cleantech for the UK and is providing venture capital investments. Breakthrough Energy board members include several other American billions, including Amazon founder Jeff Basil. Not surprising. LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman. Not only is Gates venture capital company investing in Cleantech for UK, but the organizer of the correlation Cleantech group also. This is Microsoft, a Gates-founded company that Gates is the largest individual shareholder as one of its clients, UK Health and Social Care Security. Steve Barclay said that he discussed global health and better pandemic response as well as how tech and AI AR are shaping our future. And the UK Secretary of State for the Department for Energy Security and Net Zero Grant Shapes said Gates would be providing a helping hand to transition the entire world to net zero. While the press release and the social media platform provided little detail on the specifics of what these UK government representatives discussed with Gates, the billionaire was previously shared his views on how tech should be used to center what people can say about health topics and during pandemics. Gates supports the idea of fact-checkers acting as arbitrators of truth on topics such as masks and vaccines and partnering with social media platforms to restrict the sharing of content that is branded misinformation. His nonprofit, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, has also provided hundreds of millions of dollars in funding to some Facebook fact-checker. Additionally, the Microsoft founder has advocated for the creation of 3,000 personal social media units that quash Vaccine misinformation called for big tech to censor misinformation and even advocate for stopping end-to-end encryption to tackle misinformation. Gates was also a big fan of China's censorship surveillance-driven response to coronavirus. Are we not surprised, folks? I mean, are we not surprised, folks, this is happening? Bill Gates is back in the news. No, we're not. We got a couple more stories, folks. So, Russia... Journalist is jailed for sharing fake news on social media. So, Russian journalist Maria was found guilty of spreading fake news and since six years for posting on social media that Russia warplanes attacked a theater in uh, Maripola, Ukraine. She was also banned from journalism activities for five years. Uh, Maria was arrested last April. A few weeks after the attack, Russian authorities denied they carried out the attack, blaming it on Ukraine forces. Prosecutors argue that. Maria committed the criminal offense of not only sharing false information about the Russian military before her sentencing. Maria told the courts that under the Constitution, she had not done anything wrong. Had I committed a real crime, then it would be possible to ask for leniency. But again, due to my morals and ethnic qualities, I would not do this. She said she concluded by declaring herself a patriot and a opposition. Uh, Pacifists? No totalitarian regime has ever been as strong as before it collapsed. Maria is among the growing list of people that has been sentenced for daring to criticize the invasion of Ukraine in December. Isla, a vocal Crimea critic, was sentenced to eight and a half years for spreading fake news over YouTube videos where he condemned the killing of hundreds of Ukrainians in Bucha, an area near. V. so ladies and gentlemen Russia journalist gets arrested for spreading fake news in russia whoo damn six years that's a long time five years or six years that's a long ass time but anyway ladies and gentlemen got a couple more stories here so u.s state department funds uk think tank to aids that aids in censorship of americans now no one's going to tell you this folks the U.S. State Department funds UK-based uh, Institute for Strategic Dialogue, ISD, an, ordinate, an organization that parts with platforms to flag misinformation and disinformation. The organization has been accused of classifying conservative viewpoints as hate and disinformation. In September 2021, the State Department awarded ISD a grant to advance the development of promising innovation technology against disinformation and propaganda in the U.K., and Europe after it won the U.S. Paris Tech Challenge. The challenge was also won by Global Disinformation, GDI, an organization has been accused of causing the demonization of conservative news websites by putting them on a blacklist used by advertisers. The Daily Caller reported the State Department Global Engagement Center, GEC, funded the ISD to research Russia. Disinformation tactics on Wikipedia. However, the department insists that it does not engage in content uh, moderation on social media. ISD has several partnerships with social media platforms on content moderation and decisions. The organization is a member of Spotify Safety Advisor Council, which advise the platform on how to respond to misinformation. ISD is also part of YouTube's Trust Flagger program whose members are tasked with improving the platform enforcement of its guidelines and can flag more content than other users. Google said it prioritized flags for, from trusted flaggers. The organization also has partnerships with Google to counter hate and extremism in the UK and Europe. It also partners with Amazon, Audible, Facebook, and Microsoft. ISD is most Is mostly focused on extremism and terrorism. However, it has also been targeting what it deems misinformation and hate. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So the U.S. State Department funds UK think these are think tanks that aids in censorship for Americans, folks. So behind the scenes, while you're worried about that Ohio derailment, this is what's going on. But well, we have some good news, folks. So the Florida governor, Robert uh, Re- Ron DeSantis, announced digital bill of rights protecting online privacy and free speech. So again, there's another reason for me to move to Florida in two years. During a a visit to Palm Beach County, Florida governor DeSantis said that the state plans on a digital bill of rights to protect Floridians from big tech overreach. The bill would allow residents more control over their personnel data and also protect them from big tech surveillance. The the digital bill of rights would enshrine the rights to have private, in-person conversation without big tech surveillance, the right to participate in online platforms without unfair censorship, the right to know how internet search engines manipulate search results, the right to control personal data, the right to protect children from online harm. We want to protect your right as a Florida to have private, in-person conversation without big tech availing you. DeSantis said, if you want to consent to let them have this information so they can fashion advertise based off of it, it's your right to consent to do so, but it should only be if you consent. We are also going to protect the right to participate in online platforms without unfair censorship. He continued, "We we want free speech. We want to protect the right to know how these internet search engines are manipulating search results and have transparent in terms of what they're doing so you can evaluate if that's a search engine that you want to use or maybe you want to take your business elsewhere we want the right to protect all your personal data on the largest and most common platforms he continued mentioning google facebook by name they take the data and make a fortune they should get authorization forms they should get authorization from you before they are able to monetize that or use it in any way And finally, the Digital Bill of Rights aims to protect children from various online harms. And as that's a huge issue, DeSantis said, the bill would ban TikTok and other platforms linked to China and other foreign adversaries on not only government devices. It would also ban access to such platforms on Internet services provided by public schools, university and government offices. China is trying to inject as much garbage into this as possible, DeSantis said. They're going. They're getting the data from people. Creates a huge security risk to our country. The bill would also ban government employees from coordinating with social media platforms to censor protective speech. Google and other search engines would be required to disclose their search result algorithms and declare whether they are based on political views or profits. So, ladies and gentlemen, Florida's stepping up <clears throat> again. Um, again, you know how I feel about politics. I don't like any politician. Um, I think they're all scumbags in their own unique way. Um, but Robert DeSantis, I got to give him credit, man. He's looking out for Floridians. um with his digital bill of rights. Don't know if it will pass in Florida, but that gives me another reason for me and my wife to move to Florida in a couple years, to be honest. Anyway, next story. EU lawmakers support EU digital wallets, folks. So the digital wallets are coming, folks, if you're in the EU. Members of the European Parliament have adopted draft legislation meant to pave the way for implementing a EU digital ID wallet planned to cover the entire block. The scheme is an update to the European digital, digital Identity Framework, EID, and is described by the European Parliament EP as an all-in-one digital identity. The identification data and electronic certification will be used online and offline to access public and private servicing goods. The new digital wallet would depend on creating inoperability between various national programs and will provide online identification and authorization to to services to citizens who the EP says will not rely on commercial providers. This means a centralized solution will be run by the government. And the digital wallet will contain data from citizens pertaining to their personal and professional lives, personal uh, credential contacts, as well as social, financial, and medical information. Digital digital ID, digital identification is no longer just a nice-to-have feature, but a due driver of a civil engagement and social empowerment and a tool for inclusion in digital Europe. An EP statement quoted, Romana. Some of the amendments to the original draft introduced the ability of the wallet to read and verify electronic documents and peer-to-peer interactions. Others speak about strengthening privacy and security and about registering all transactions to ensure third parties are held accountable. The approval of the scheme to update EID in this way came in a vote taken by European Parliament Industrial Research and Energy Committee with 55 MEP voting in favor, eight against and two abstain. Another vote with the almost identical result fifty seven, seven, and three approved the proposal to go into interinstitutional negotiating with EP uh, primary session scheduled for mid-March expected to formally approve it. Those behind the new EU digital wallet says it will be voluntary to use and promise that. Steps will be taken so that those who choose not to sign up to the scheme are not discriminated against. The EP said that the proposal contains provisions allowing citizens to request, obtain, store, combine, and use personal ID, data, and electronic uh, certificates in a secure manner. As for why the EU needs an updated EID, the EP said that public and private service has increasingly been moving online, particularly when it comes to payment systems. But notes the statement according to the EU Commission that this convenience comes at the cost of loss of control over personal data while these solutions are disconnected from a verified physical ID identification, which makes fraud and cybersecurity threats more difficult to migrate. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the EU, get ready for your digital IDs, your digital wallets. And yes, they say it's voluntary now, but we all know how this will end. This will not be voluntary. This will be mandatory. This will be a requirement for you to operate in EU society. And I guarantee you this is probably going to make its way over to Canada, Australia, and also the United States. So, folks, shit is about to get real. Shit is about to hit the fan. And it's about to get damn ugly. So, if you aren't out there standing up for your freedom... And your rights now, and ladies and gentlemen, by the time you wake up, you're going to be in a prison cell. A digital prison cell. And that place sucks. But last story tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the UK could pilot DNA smart cards. So a new scheme is being proposed where elements of a patient's DNA is stored on an electronic record. Jesus Christ. These people are sick and mad. So researchers are alleging that uh, tailoring medications to a person's DNA could help reduce adverse effects by up to 30%. The study could see the piloting of a medical smart car expedited in Liverpool and Manchester and expanded to the rest of the UK if successful. The study published in the Lancet is the first time genetic Profiling has been used for tailoring drug prescriptions. The scheme is being built as a way to cut hospital admissions from unwanted side effects, which causes the National Health uh, Service about one euro, one billion euro annually. The study involves 7,000 people from seven European countries in the UK if was conducted by experts at the University of Liverpool where they use DNA profiling to tailor 39 common prescriptions for a wide range of medical problems, including heart disease, cancer and medical illness. The study concluded that those who took prescription tailored to their DNA or smart card or smart card experienced 30 percent fewer adverse side effects than those who took standard prescriptions. Information about each patient's genes will be stored on the smart card as an electronic record. This form of testing will help revolutionize both how we can treat patients and the future of precision medication using more target therapies, said Professor Sir, a drug and genetics expert at the University of Liverpool. Our goal is to improve the safety and effectiveness of medicine, moving medicine away from the one size fit all trial and error approach, Professor Sir added. We showed that using the DNA blueprint, we could reduce side effects by 30 percent, a remarkable reduction with a single innovation. He said that in the future, the techniques could be used to identify more side effects, identify the most effective brands, and drug dose for individual patients. This would save on hospital missions for drug reactions and could save lives, he explained. So, ladies and gentlemen. They now want to experiment on your DNA. We told you this some years ago, folks. We told you this a long time ago. I mean, Max Egan been doing it longer than me. Um, Like I said, I've I've been in and out of the uh, independent scene for a while. But ladies and gentlemen, didn't I tell you you're going to be a cyborg? A human cyborg in the future? I was right. And if you're hearing that siren right now, that's a real cop car, by the way. But anyway. Uh kind of crazy right now in Amsterdam. It's like twelve thirty at night. But anyway, folks, we told you this. You are a guinea pig, folks, for these parasites in power. You're a guinea pig. That's all you are. You're nothing but a guinea pig to them. You know, Harari told you what he what what they were gonna do. We're not going to be human anymore. We're gonna be quote unquote superhuman. It's unfreaking believable, folks. It's unfreaking believable. And you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film. Um, But yeah, folks. In Europe and the United Kingdom, if you live there as a citizen, you need to be standing up. You need to be surrounding your parliament ASAP. Like you need to literally shut the economy down. Everybody in the United Kingdom and everybody in the EU needs to stop working ASAP. You need to stop working. You need to to shut the economy down. You need to stop everything that's going on. All the production needs to come to a complete halt. And let your parliament know. You're not going to tolerate this shit, man. You're not going to tolerate digital IDs. You're not going to tolerate fucking smart cards for your DNA so you can get medicine. Medicine's terrible. The pharmaceutical company industry is absolutely horrific. Do not support these people at all. Do natural medicine. Go back and do some research on natural medicine, folks. That's what you need. Some of you need to detox. Some of you need to freaking do some immune support tea. Some of you need to drink some green tea. Some of you need to stop drinking and smoking so much weed all the damn time. I'm not saying weed's bad, but some of you smoke too much. Some of you drink too much. Some of you freaking are having unprotected sex too much. You need to relax. Stop stressing out about everything. Do some meditation. Go in VR and do some meditation if you need to. That's one of the reasons why I got an Oculus Quest to to begin with. But folks, this is serious. Like, if you're in the United Kingdom or EU, you need to get the hell out of there. And not only that, folks. I mean, this is ridiculous. If you're in the United Kingdom and we in America are allowing our U.S. State Department to fund the United Kingdom think tanks. To aid in censorship for Americans. We need to be standing up at City Hall all around all 50 states right now. We need to put the economy to a complete stop. No one goes to work. Everyone stands outside their City Hall. Demand that the U.S. State Department stop funding the United Kingdom and these stupid-ass think tanks for censoring Americans. We need to put a nip this in the butt ASAP, folks. Because if we don't, they're going to win in the short term and I do think they're going to win in the short term because they are releasing digital IDs all over the damn place folks and in my last freaking episode on my independent news section I talked about more states are adopting digital IDs. Look at Ohio they've now adopted a digital ID system folks. This is happening right in front of your face and no one seems to give a damn. It's unfreaking believable It's it's the oddest shit in the world folks. And this is what the matrix is. This is what we've been talking about all the years since 1999. And I didn't even have a podcast in 99. But let me tell you something. This is what we're talking about. This is the matrix. The belief in the system is the matrix, folks. The fact that you're sitting on your ass right now and not doing a damn thing. You're literally watching all of this shit play out. The freaking derailment in Ohio. That now made a mushroom cloud. That now all of our farmland in the United States is pretty much destroyed. Because now we have this acid rain that's going to rain everywhere. And it's going to destroy all of the freaking soil all over the United States. That mushroom cloud is stretched all over all 49 states. I know there's 50 states in the United States. But still, stretched all 49 states, man. Including Alaska. It reached Alaska, for God's sakes, folks. reached Alaska? Come on, man. And this is just ridiculous. We have this quote unquote UFO thing going on, which we know that's freaking Project Bluebeam. We all knew that was coming. Um, we got food shortages going on all over the place. We got derailments going all, all all over the place. We got censorship going all over the place. Digital IDs are coming into play, folks. The CBDCs are still coming. They're not going to stop. And if we don't wake up, and if the masses don't wake up soon, folks, I hate to tell you this. I really hate to tell you this, but you're going to be in a digital prison. And I don't give a damn if you're some cyberpunk in fucking Mexico. I don't give a damn if you're a cyberpunk in fucking Australia. You're not going to be able to escape. Period. See, the problem is nobody understands how bad a freaking digital prison really is. And I've done extensive research on this, folks. A digital prison is the worst kind of prison you could be in. The worst. Because it's invisible. You can't see it. That's the worst prison of all. The one you can't see. That is the worst prison of all. I don't give a damn about a Mexican prison. I don't give a damn about the American prison. I don't give a damn about a Canadian prison. I don't give a damn about a Japanese prison. I don't care about a Chinese prison. Or a Thailand prison. The worst prison on planet Earth is a digital one. If you're in a digital prison and everything that you do is tracked, traced, monitored, surveilled, you could be blocked, censored for every little thing you do, even cutting your toenails wrong, you could get blocked or censored, then damn it, that's a prison I don't want to be. That's a prison I don't want to be. And folks, we have got to make this clear. And I'm going to make this clear to you. Do you understand that once we go in this digital print, there is no going back. I don't give a damn how much of a cypherpunk you are. I don't give a damn how tech savvy you are. You will not be able to escape. And now that artificial intelligence here, folks, and it's getting smarter day by day, it is going to wipe us off the face of this earth. If you don't get this shit under control, and if you stop fucking arguing about the stupidest shit online and knock that shit off, a lot of you are going to hate your life permanently. And by the way, a lot of you are going to commit suicide because a lot of you are going to get exposed in this digital prison. And it's going to show you that you're not as tough as you think you are, bro. It's going to show you, personally. It's going to show a lot of you... Quote, unquote, cypherpunks that you're not really a cypherpunk as you think you are. Yeah, you might have your 3D printed guns and you might be going to gun store. But that's coming to an end, folks. That's coming to an end. Because let me tell you something. They now have killer robots in San Francisco. What you think is going to happen when they put those killer robots in a place like. Dallas, Texas. A place like. Tampa, Florida or Miami. What happens when they put those killer robots in a place like New York City? Yeah. See, because remember, a killer robot has no emotion. He has no attachment to a human. He has no freaking decision making in his mind. He's there for one purpose and one purpose only to kill. That's it. I'm here to take out my target by any means necessary. I don't care if I have to blow you the fuck up. I don't care if I have to shoot you with 50 bullets. I'm going to kill you. Bottom line. Trust me when I tell you this, bro. You're not ready for what's ahead. Trust me on this. Take it from me, folks. Take it from somebody who loves technology. Take it from somebody who's a futurist. Take it from somebody who's a pro-transhumanist. Trust me when I tell you this. You're not ready for this, bro. You're not ready for this war. You're not ready. You think you are because you can go to your little gun store. You live in Texas. You live in Florida. You live in Arizona. You live in these states that, you know, you don't have to get a gun license. But guess what? Guess what, bro? Guess what happens when they put these digital IDs in all 50 states? Guess what happens? You ain't going to be able to buy a gun. Where you going to get a gun from? Oh, I forgot to mention... How you gonna get a gun when the, uh, US dollar is no longer the world reserve currency and nobody wants to take it? What you gonna do? Buy it with Monero? Yeah, good luck. I don't know any gun stores to take Monero. But there's maybe a few. But they're no, they're nowhere in my area. So, uh, and not everybody lives in Texas. Not everybody lives in Florida. Not everybody lives in Arizona. There's 50 states, homie. So, you are going to buy guns to fight killer robots that has unlimited bullets inside of them that can literally send a missile and blow you the fuck up. Like, are you serious, bro? Like, think about your mindset. You claim to be a cypherpunk that's going to fight a killer robots or killer robots, all right? Because they'll, they'll send a signal out to their other brothers and sisters to come to kill yo ass. Because it ain't going to just be one that comes after you. It's going to be many. So are you ready to go to war with these motherfuckers? And the fact that they can use their um, their smart tech to disable shit. Like you try to type in some code and shit because you're a cypherpunk and try to manipulate them. You're just going to manipulate the shit right back on you and fuck you up. Like, that's the point, folks. And this is the problem. This is the problem I see with AI going forward, especially AGI. You know, once we get to that point, you know, sentient beings, um, yeah, you're no match for them. Good luck with that. Like, seriously, good luck, folks. Like, I'm being serious. Because it's getting to the point now, folks. It's now or never, man. We're running out of fucking time, man. We really are. And I gave you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I gave you nine stories tonight. Nine. Nine articles, folks. And yes, all these links will be in the description. But, folks, we got to knock this shit off, man. We really do. We really got to knock this shit off. We got to knock all of this bullshit that we're arguing over off, folks. And you know what I'm talking about the whole Bitcoin, Monero shit. We got to knock that off, folks. We have bigger things to worry about. And that's the digital IDs and CBDCs. It's the, it's the truth. And artificial intelligence. And AGI. And most of us losing our jobs. And being homeless. And living on CBDC. Airdropping free money to us. That will be programmed. And will tell us what and where. And how we're going to buy shit. And we have 36 months to spend. Or a poof. It's gone. So and we even ha- even haven't even had the US dollar collapse yet you know as inflation continues to skyrocket you know and it will you got to have an exit an exit strategy folks you got to have an exit strategy because shit is about to get real in the United States i know they got a bunch of distractions right now all the whole binance thing and cryptocurrency is now at the forefront and that's the next story Binance, Binance, Binance. Are they insolvent? Blah, 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 blah. Why they're bringing all this smart tech right behind it. Digital IDs, CBDCs. And then they pull the rug right underneath your nose and crash the U.S. dollar. Hyperinflate the U.S. dollar so it's almost worthless and nobody wants to use the damn thing. And then they come up with this programmable money. We have CBDCs, which is better than U.S. dollars. And all you need is a digital wallet to freaking... Use it. And conveniently, the Federal Reserve will have that waiting in the back somehow. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just rambling on. I'm going to get the hell out of here. It's been a beautiful Saturday. My Albany Firewolves lost again tonight. They freaking suck this year, guys. Uh, But baseball season's coming up, so that's good. You know, spring training, things like that. Can't wait to check out the Rays on when the regular season starts. MLB The Show 23 comes out here uh next month we got the mlb to show beta test going on right now you don't need to sign up for it; you can just download it on your xbox playstation or nintendo switch currently right now the beta ends on the 21st so i might actually download mlb 23 and try and try it out before the trial ends Um, i might play it all day uh later today so just to let y'all know folks again I am staying in New York for at least another two years to sort things out here. And then, uh, after that, possibly we'll be in Florida, possibly not. We'll see where the United States is in 2025. If we don't have a cyber attack by then and everything goes offline, um, we'll see what's up. I should have traveled to a few countries by 2025, um, maybe five or six countries by then, hopefully, um, but, yeah, folks, me working right now on starting my certification for uh, being a travel agent and uh, starting that uh, coming up soon. So, stay tuned for that in March and April. Um, that's another reason why I'm not going to Minerotopia, um this year, and I'm never going back to Mineratopia again. Um, but other than that, folks, really nothing after that. You know, the certification... I believe I, slagged, I snagged a new job here in uh just outside of Albany and uh should be awesome. I'm ready to get started man. I'm ready to get back to work. It's been a nice break um from not working. But uh you know, I like I said before, like I said on yesterday's podcast, I think the the freaking future's looking bright for me. Um I'm very excited. You know, I can't wait to go to the Bitcoin conference in Atlanta, Georgia in September. I'm definitely going to take time off for that. Um, I'll let my boss know I have a family reunion that I have to go to. So I cannot miss that. Cannot miss it. I'll be gone for five days. Um, So, yep. I will take that time off. I'll take it unpaid so it doesn't really affect me. But uh, going from there and... That's pretty much it, folks, and I'll let you guys know and ladies out there know when I get my certification for being a certified travel agent, and then I will put the link in the description below in my podcast so you guys can and ladies out there can check out my website, book your travel trips with me, call me if you need me to book them for you. I'll be more than happy to assist you once I get my travel certification, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get the hell out of here. It is now 1240. I might go in VR and play some virtual poker, or I might finish up my Dogecoin standard book. But either way, it should be a rock'em awesome time. But I will holler at y'all next week. And oh, by the way, this episode will be out on Tuesday at 3 a.m. Eastern, uh, 12 a.m. Pacific, and uh, I believe 9 p.m. Hawaii time, if I'm not mistaken. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Nightmare Carroll signing off. Peace.